Welcome to Component Connection, an SPCA podcast. Hello, my name is Sean Shields, and today I'll be your host for this SPCA podcast series looking at how component manufacturers around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in today's marketplace. My guests today are Steve Stroder, President and CEO, and Sean Overholzer, COO of California Trust Frame. Steve and Sean, thanks for joining us today. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us, Sean. All right. Well, Steve, if you can start us off by helping everyone understand the size and scope of CTF's operation. Sure. Um, well, California Trust Frame is um, you know, a California-based company. We kind of evolved out of two companies that uh, back in 2011, uh, two companies merged, CalTrust and Trust Frame merged to become California Trust Frame. And um, they then uh, subsequently bought a, a couple of other facilities in the state, one up north, uh, MC Trust, and then one in about the central part of the state. Uh, actually, MC Trust was in the central part of the state, and, and uh, Builder's Choice was in the northern part. And they, uh, they came together with three different facilities. And, and uh, in about, I'd say, 2016, we kind of reinvented ourselves. Uh, it was a tough times up till then. Uh, 2016, we kind of uh, went through a process of reinventing the company and uh, under new ownership and uh, new management and uh, became the, the new California trust frame. And we're really proud of the results over the last five years. Uh, we produce roof trusses, wall panels, uh, floor cassettes, um, and we've got a new endeavor that we're working on, uh, that we've been working on over the last several months with uh, uh, basically interjecting or integrating uh, the full line of MyTech structural products into our, into our building systems. Uh, we do about uh, 60 to 70 million board feet a year, uh, about $120 million in revenue, uh, probably for, we're projected to be in that, in that $120 million range for 2021. And uh, I'd say the majority of our business is single family, uh, while we also do a fair amount of, uh, of multifamily projects up to five-story uh, type three construction. Excellent. So today, uh, as you mentioned, you're, you're looking to uh, integrate a lot of uh, MyTech structural products. We want to talk about uh, their picture frame product that you are looking to sort of incorporate into your wall panel line. Uh, the reason why we want to do this is we recently worked together to publish an article in the January, February 2021 issue of SBC Magazine, but there was a lot more story to tell than what we could do in the magazine. So why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit more about the building design challenge that this particular approach uh, seeks to solve. Yeah, I can take that one, Sean. So, you know, we're seeing this on a lot and it wasn't necessarily specific to, to the 200 Linden project, but, you know, architects, building designers are continuing to look for larger and larger openings on the exterior of buildings. You know, they're trying to bring in more natural light, bring the outdoors indoors um, and get that feeling. And so uh, 200 Linden was certainly a perfect example of being able to uh, look at a, a design aesthetics that the architect was trying to achieve and um, understanding what the engineer needed to get um, 
out of the structure and combining those two together, coming up with a solution like the MyTech cold form steel pitcher frame. And it really kind of brought, um, you know, a nice solution uh, to the problem. Um, and, and it's really kind of moved along uh, really well. And it's been a showcase for us out there in, uh, in San Francisco. Sean, can you tell me a little bit more about um, sort of what framers had to do in the past? I mean, before they had access to this picture frame, a uh, cold form steel frame, uh, what did they have to do in the past? Why, why was this um, such a big problem for uh, the California market? And, and is this something that's applicable across the country? Well, I certainly think it is uh, applicable across the country. And, you know, on, on two, if we kind of go back to 200 Linden, when they're looking for those larger openings on the exterior, they have to then move to the interior in order to get the shear that they need for the structure. So, you know, what that does is that really, um, you know, brings more elements to the inside, heavier elements to the inside. You end up with double-sided shear. On the lower levels, you ended up with shear walls that had heavy timbers in it. And really, it just uh, you know, if you can imagine some of the heavy timbers in the uh, in the in the lower levels, getting the uh, electrical in, getting the plumbing run, all the MEP products through there, just really presented uh, nightmares for trades. Slowed the process down, kept the framer on the job for longer periods of time because he had to wait for the trades to go in um, before he could close the walls up. So, um, I, I certainly think that this is obviously we're in a high seismic environment. Um, but I certainly think that the the lessons that we kind of learned in 200 Linden are uh, applicable across the U.S. and certainly on either coast. So if I'm understanding that right, in California, it's, it's seismic loading. But for other parts of the country, it might be the wind loading. You have sort of the same um, requirements for resisting that that shear loading, correct? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, it, you know, for us out here, it is certainly seismic, but, you know, for Florida or some other places, it might be wind or the Midwest might be wind. So certainly, you know, the, the lessons that we learned out here um, can certainly be applied, um, even if it's, if it's not seismic, but it's more shear resistant for wind um, or something, you know, another element that they're having to consider. It just, it really brought the ease of construction, our ability to kind of uh, get things moving along on the project and, and made it simpler, quicker, more efficient, really just kind of paid off in spades as we went. All right. So on the back end, now that you've done the project, you've sort of learned all these lessons and it's turned out to be a pretty good product. But on the front end, you don't know all of that, right? So the challenge that you faced and that most component manufacturers face is that you might have the option to bring a new product to market, but there's a lot of challenges in doing that, right? So can you walk us through sort of how did you initially get involved with, um, you know, bringing this this particular solution to market? Like walk us through sort of the steps, who are all the stakeholders that you had to sort of get on board and work with and convince uh, to make this successful? Yeah, sure. You know, in 2019, um, California Trust Frame really, we kind of made a decision to move away from the smart component line. So when we did that, we had to have an alternate. And um, really, uh, Steve's involvement with MyTech and the communication that they had, uh, we sat down with MyTech uh, in 2019, and we kind of talked about this direction that they were going with the products that they had. And we really saw it was going to be a nice solution to the smart component line that we had currently been producing. And so 
Um, we had a few projects in the uh, that were getting very close to starting, and so one of those was a project actually called Project One, which was kind of a um, a testimonial project to uh, panelization, not only from wall panels but floor cassettes, and um, and panelized roof systems. And so Project One became kind of the I think it was the first project in Northern California Bay Area to use the cold form steel picture frame product from MyTech. And, um, you know, MyTech stepped up. They they became very involved. They were really uh, eager to get going with it. And so because of the framer that was on that project, George Meyer at Clavelo, uh, he's been a, a big, um, a great customer of, C, of CTF. He's worked very, he's just a very innovative forward thinking uh, framer. And so we brought that to George, you know, along with MyTech and and the the GC on the project, and they really bought into the concept. They really liked it, um, and they they saw the value in it. So you know, um, they worked with the engineer. They got things converted over from the smart component line, and then got the cold form um, steel uh, the picture frame product specified on the job. Uh, the job went fantastic so much so that it led into other things so project one was really the catalyst that allowed um the general contractor for suffolk or which was suffolk on 200 linden to to see the product uh, being used see the concept of the panels the cassettes and the, the whole system and they liked it so much that they you know started really talking with george and, and getting involved in the in the process Excellent. So you, you had this early success. Um, and I think George, in the conversations I had with him, you know, made the comment that it's really hard to convince anybody to do something new if they don't see it. So it was, it was great that you had, um, you know, a general contractor and a, a developer who was willing to let you sort of take some of those chances on project one, right? To try, try a bunch of new things, it sounds like, beyond just this um, wall panel product. And then, as you just said, you convinced, um, you know, the stakeholders for 200 Linden to take a look and to consider incorporating into their project. How is 200 Linden different? Like, what were you able to do in 200 Linden that, that really cemented in your minds and maybe in uh, George's mind, the framer's mind, that this is a really viable product, something that, that really has a, a bright future? What occurred? What, what was the opportunity there in 200 Linden? Well, there there was certainly, I think the, the difference between the two projects was simply in the scale of the projects. And, you know, as George was kind of working through this with us on project one, you know, he, he identified, like I mentioned, that 200 Linden and what he was bringing to Suffolk was kind of the overall approach of the concept of, you know, the, the panels and the cold form picture frame all involved in one, but Really, he saw the ability to speed up the project by using these elements together as a system uh, rather than the traditional methods. Now, he faced some, you know, some hurdles because 200 Linden had already started in, in some forms. You know, they were they were working on the lower levels with the podium deck and things like that. So they really had to kind of get the uh, general contractor on board. Um, convince them to um, move this direction and then get the engineer back involved in order to start the process of 
in, in some instances, redesigning things. And so, um, you know, what we could do is we could do the upper levels of the project, but some of the lower levels, we just didn't have the time to get it done. But what that really showed in the end was kind of the juxtaposition between the lower level traditionally framed shear walls uh, and the upper level uh, where we had, you know, incorporated the cold form steel elements. And, and you could just really see the speed at which the project, once it got beyond the, the traditional stick frame levels or panelized levels down low to the incorporating the cold form steel pitcher frame along with the wall panels, the whole project just accelerated. And you could also see that with the trades because it was the same way. When the MEP got in there and they were trying to work in the lower levels, it took a whole lot longer getting their, um, running their their Romex and running their lines through the walls. Um, and then once they got beyond that level, you know, they just, the speed just increased exponentially. So what wasn't necessarily ideal in the beginning because we would have liked to have converted the whole project, really just kind of proved the concept because that lower level was more traditional and then the upper level was using more of the concept between the panels, the cold form steel, the floor cassettes, and all of that. It just really took off. So, Steve, I'm going to ask you, you know, you mentioned when we were talking initially about this project that in your mind, um, this sort of market development approach um, is is what our industry suppliers have always wanted to really pursue, you know, working through the component manufacturers to provide, you know, additional value to the construction supply chain. Um, you did mention, though, that, you know, our industry has not been great at necessarily embracing that model. Can you spend a few minutes clarifying sort of what that means to you and sort of what you see as a possibility going forward, particularly as you, you look at sort of what you're pursuing at CTF? Sure. So, um, you know, our industry kind of started in the late 50s and early 60s, and uh, plate manufacturers were really largely responsible for for helping the industry get off the ground. Uh, they uh, provided a lot of support in those days. And while we've come a long way as an industry, uh, component manufacturers have evolved a, a great deal uh, since then. But one of the things from my perspective is the plate manufacturers have always, or I believe by and large, they've always uh, tried to or came at the industry with the idea that they wanted to help component manufacturers grow and they wanted to grow their products through the component manufacturers. But I don't feel like we as component manufacturers have necessarily embraced that over the years. And over the last, I'm going to say 10, 15 years, there's been a lot of uh, innovation that has uh, happened throughout the industry. Uh, plate manufacturers have, have gotten into other product lines. They've done a lot of things. And we, as component manufacturers, from my perspective, haven't necessarily uh, supported those things to the point where, uh, it, I mean, not that we've been against them, but, but we, we've kind of treated them like bolt-on products that are the responsibility of, uh, of our customers to buy and and bolt on with the products that we're providing as structural building components. And, you know, the concept that we're trying to move towards is, uh, is kind of taking a different approach. And California Trust Frame, we believe that the best way to grow our business and to grow 
the the concept of structural building component systems is to embrace those uh, additional products that are out there and integrate them into our into our structural building components to create a true structural building component system. And, and I think it gives us, the, uh, the component manufacturer, the ability to be that facing, that customer facing entity that kind of pulls everything together and streamlines the, the operation or streamlines the system to answer the concerns of our framers, the end user, and, uh, you know, grow our business while we're embracing and growing the, uh, the product lines that, are, that our plate manufacturing partners are, are uh, developing as well. So from our perspective, that's, that's kind of a, a little bit of a different take on things that I think it's really going to take off uh, with other component manufacturers as they see successes like 200 Linden. You know, hearing you um, sort of talk about your your views on that, Steve, it just makes me think of, you know, one of the things that you are uh, taking advantage of is really our supply chains research and development arm, right? They're they're all investing uh, resources and time into trying to figure out how to solve some of these structural issues or um, address some of the pain points in the field. And really what you're challenging component manufacturers to do is to take advantage of that, right? Absolutely. These are great partners. I've been in the business for over 30 some years, and it seems to me their mission's always been to grow uh, the industry uh, through their component manufacturers. And I think just, you know, taking a hold of that, embracing it and growing together and coming together as a team with our with our framing partners, our plate and software suppliers, and the component manufacturer helping pull it all together is uh, what it's all about. Steve, you mentioned to me earlier that um, you're being very uh, deliberate about this. I mean, I think in the conversation that all three of us had uh, prior to this podcast was, you know, you mentioned that you have regular meetings now, standing meetings between your team and, in this case, my tech's team, to sort of look at this whole suite of products and how, how can we incorporate some of these things. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not like you're just waiting for these things to fall in your lap. You're, you're going out and being very intentional to try to figure out how to make that incorporation work in a way that makes sense that, that you understand the product, but you're also understanding how best to, to implement it and incorporate it into your systems and offer that in the field, right? Absolutely. We are a very driven company. I don't think the concept of just taking a product and marking it up and selling it is successful. If you, we got to bring value, and our value is sitting down with these professionals uh, from MyTech, our customers, what their needs are, what MyTech can provide in the way of their different product lines, and how can we all integrate that into a system that that really reinvents the industry and solves the problem the end users are looking for. And that's, we're, we're very deliberate about that. And our partners at MyTech are, are just as passionate about it. Yeah, Sean, if I can add to that, if you don't mind, please, um, I would say that at the beginning of this year, we hired an individual that was solely dedicated to the MyTech product line. And he, myself and our sales manager, um, we meet with MyTech on a regular basis every every Monday, and we kind of review what's you know what what's on our action item list, where we're going, 
who our targets are, but we're trying to be very specific about it. Um, we're not, like Steve said, we're not here to just mark the product up and sell it. That's not our, that's not our objective. We saw the value that this brought at 200 Linden. And, you know, we understand that our ability to pre-assemble the product in our facility, to build out the interiors, to incorporate it in the wall panel, that's where we're seeing the value that we can bring to our customer. And so MyTech as a partner is is very involved with this at looking at what we're going after. Um, we all have only so much, we have limited resources and we have to make sure that we're utilizing those resources as efficiently as possible. So it's a very strategic uh, plan out there, but I can tell you that the 200 Linden project um, because of its proximity in the Bay Area um, and some of the um, exposure that that project's gotten, it's it's drawn a lot of interest, not only from framing contractors, but from general contractors. And we're really just trying to capitalize on that and carry that forward. And and that's really what kind of was the catalyst to this relationship between uh, MyTech, ourselves, and, and framers like George Clavalo. So, Sean, you made a point also earlier that like you're really not seeking to disrupt the current process. Uh, and I think that's a really important point because I think, you know, anytime we recently read about innovation in our industry or innovation in construction, you know, the term um, disruption is thrown around a lot. But what your point is, is that, you know, CTF is really trying to work within that process, but supply sort of a more efficient solution uh, and ultimately, I think you said this, you know, you want to make your customer, in this case, George, more successful, uh, turn him into a winner. Uh, can you help, I guess, end with explaining sort of how does this picture frame and this relationship with MyTech sort of illustrate what that looks like? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, a lot of the people out there in the industry you know, they, they talk about construction, they talk about the current process and, and how antiquated that process is, and it hasn't been changed in a hundred years and, and how it's, you know, it's wrong and, and people are just really too stubborn to, to change or see the need for change. And, you know, at CTF, we understand who our customers are, right? Um, and they are our core business. And, and you're right, we're not out there to be the disruptor. Um, we love innovation. We we try to work within, um, you know, as much innovation as we can, but we also try to keep in mind our customers and what our customers' needs and wants are. And, you know, we celebrate people like Clavelo who are very innovative, but we also work hard with the, um, the less innovative framer, um, showing them how we can bring value to what they do. Uh, but we try to work with all of them and we don't try to force our changes on them. Um, I mean, we know the process can be a challenge and there, you know, there's better ways to solve current processes. Um, but we're, we're just working to identify opportunities uh, to help improve the current process, to show our customer base um, what we're doing, why we're doing it, the benefits that it brings. Um, you know, we're trying to help them understand how we can help them down the road. So, you know, we're not necessarily trying to disrupt anything. Um, we're not trying to force the change of process on them. We're just trying to leverage the capabilities that we have as an offsite manufacturer um, to reduce their onsite labor, you know, ensure that 
that the design and the collaboration is taking place like it should be, and that we're just kind of looking on the forward end of it for contractors that, um, you know, helping them take advantage of it if if that's where they want to go. So, you know, we, we're just honestly trying to add, provide more value in what we do for the framer and set ourselves apart, differentiate ourselves from our competition, um, while at the same time helping our customers uh, become more successful and ultimately winners with their customers, which will perpetuate more business in the end for all of us. So, you know, we're just, we recognize that it's all about the continual improvement, uh, the process improvement, and that, you know, everyone just needs to be, have the opportunity to kind of buy into it if that's where they want to go, but we're not going to force change. And, you know, we're not out there really disrupting the industry at all. You know, uh, one of the things as I listen to you talk about that, Sean, is I, I would say that there's manufacturers out there that, you know, may uh, talk about the disruption and vertically integrating and being the end all be all uh, to uh, to bring the product to the table. But I think the solutions out there and for innovative winners like uh, George uh, who want to embrace this. We're taking the best of the best in our industry, bringing it all together into a team and bringing that to the table without having to do it all. Uh, we're using the tools available to us, like MyTech, like an innovative builder like George, and, and taking our talents as a company, as a manufacturing company, to coordinate that, bring it all together, and really create success with the three of us as partners. Yeah, I agree. It's really, it's really about collaboration. Steve's right. The tools are out there. It's just about having a group of people that are willing to come together and utilize all those tools to, you know, to make the best possible product in the end. You know, it would be unfair for me to uh, ignore the fact that you've mentioned George's name probably 10 times in this <laughs> podcast. Um, we probably should talk a little bit about the relationship you have with George at Clavallo. Um I mean, that's not a relationship that just started at Project One. You guys have been working together for a while. Can you spend just a couple of minutes and talk about sort of how important having that close relationship with uh, the framing contractor, just in general, and then, you know, in entering projects like these, how that makes that process easier or more effective? I can tell you, uh, George, is, uh, George is a great partner and friend. He's worked with our company for many, many years with our previous owners, uh, Kenny Cloyd. But um, I started working with George in 2016, and and George is an innovator. He's an innovator from the get-go, and we were we were trying to get uh, smart components to be a, an accepted product in the industry, and George embraced that and worked extremely hard with it. And while Smart components is a great concept, and it could do a lot of things. It really didn't have uh, all of what we needed, and uh, and George was working very very hard to make it happen. And so, when I realized that smart components was not going to uh, be a long term answer for us, uh, we started looking for another answer. And MyTech had developed the picture frame uh, structural walls that. Uh, we're talking about. And I got with George and talked to him and told him, look, smart components is not something we're going to be able to rely on for the future. We're getting out of it. 
and we're going to embrace this new product that I think has everything we need. And it has not only has it is the product got everything we need and what we're looking for in this particular instance, but it comes along with a team at MyTech that can really help us do what we've been talking about on this on this podcast, how we can bring it all together and, and create uh, many more answers than just this particular answer. And he jumped all over it and has worked with us and MyTech uh, in a, an unbelievable way and I think created a lot of success. Uh, Sean has been working with George quite a bit on this. And Sean, maybe you can speak to more of it, but that's, that's the beginning of, this, of how this took off. Yeah, I mean, George, in my mind, he's he's the ideal framer to be working with this concept, and and it doesn't just stop with the cold form steel, like Steve said. It's it's the full breadth of MyTech's line that get incorporated into the product as much as we can do offsite that makes sense. And George is the kind of individual that's very open to this. Not only that, but George gives you excellent feedback on the product about what would make it better. And so, um, you know, my experience with George really got started kind of uh, project one and then carried into 200 Linden. And then he and I and MyTech and the our, our estimating team have been working on some other projects uh, where we're incorporating even more of MyTech's uh, product line into um, into the building. So I really appreciate, you know, the way that George approaches these things. He's very open minded and he's very persuasive with his customers. So he really understands that he gets very involved. He understands the products. He understands the engineering aspects of it. And he does a great job of, of also helping his customers understand it and the benefits to it and the innovation behind it. So he's really been a great, um, a great promoter uh, for us uh, of, of, you know, trying these new um, ideas and concepts. So he's been, he's been key to our success. This is something a lot of framers can do too. You know, George is cutting the ground, but there's uh, there's many other framers out there that if they'd take this kind of approach, I think they'd see the same kind of results. Well, that tells me that I need to get George on this on this <laughs> podcast too. We'll get his perspective. You'd need a full uh, full hour for George because he, uh, I mean, he's passionate about it and he really gets it. So <laughs> good. Well, Steve, Sean, thank you so much for joining us today for the podcast. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Well, I'd also like to thank our listeners for spending this time with us and hopefully gaining some insight from Steve and Sean about how you can capitalize on today's and tomorrow's market opportunities. Thank you for listening to Component Connection, an SBCA podcast. If you have suggestions for a future podcast, please send an email to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.